0: Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything in the SGPN Store.
1: Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake fantasy baseball podcast on the sports gambling podcast network i am blake meyer back again on a monday episode thank you alex my mustache is has never been bushier i even trimmed it up yesterday uh but as always i am here with my man ryan gilbert ryan how you doing today man
0: I'm doing good. Uh, good. Good weekend of hockey talk over there at the Hockey Gambling Podcast. So I'm happy to get back into, into the baseball swing of, swing of things here. Uh, better week two for my leagues, but I'm excited to just get into some uh, waiver wire targets and whatnot for week three.
1: I'm excited about that, too. That's one of my favorite things to write about every week. It's something that's it's new to me, but it's not new to me. I've never written like an official waiver wire article before this season, but I am one of those weird people that I always wrote shit for myself. Every week, like I wrote breakdowns of players for myself on who I wanted, who I was targeting and who's been hot and all that stuff. And so I know I just could put it in writing form, get to talk about it on here with you. Got a lot of guys this week that everybody should be keeping an eye on. If you are listening to this in a weekly league, bummer, you probably missed out on picking some people up. And maybe this maybe we'll talk about some of the guys you picked up uh, and it'll give you hope for why you should love them. But if you're in a daily league, a lot of these guys are probably still available going into today. And moving forward, but before we move forward, please make sure you are following us on Apple Podcast and Spotify and wherever else you listen. Hit subscribe on YouTube, leave us a five-star rating and review, and we do have that contest going on currently. All you have to do is you can go to our Twitter, we have it pinned at the top, at FakeBaseball on Twitter. Uh, just a five-star review on Apple, five-star review on Spotify, uh subscribe on youtube screenshot of each and that gets you three entries it's run until the 27th and the winner gets a free custom mlb jersey of their choosing you get the team whatever name on the back you want whatever number you want it, i mean it's free and it's it we appreciate you guys so much for listening so it's just a way for us to give it back to you guys yeah but,
0: uh, I'm, I'm not sure if we're seeing more on spotify or but we only have two apple reviews and from that i mean it's a, it's a free mlb jersey like come on guys yeah you listen to the podcast, you like the podcast, leave a review, fill out the form, and you can you can win a jersey.
1: Yeah, and you can get a sweet jersey. Like I, you can get a mariner's jersey with my name on the back of it if you want.
0: Yeah, I, I, mean, I would love to do that if I want.
1: Super fan. You know what? <laughs> I would I would get a Phillies jersey that says Gilbert across the back as I, well. I or that. giraffe, either one. Yeah. Jeff Fox. Calling us cowards. That sounds like somebody that lost to me in week one of fantasy baseball. <laughs> but <laughs> As we continue on in the episode, I think we should just jump right into what's yeah, you want to do injuries it. first or do we want to do waiver wire?
0: What do people let's do waiver wire? That's what people want to hear. But just do injuries re- real quick. Uh Jim Carter's standing out four to six weeks. That's tough. He was absolutely killing the baseball. Um I saw now here College for Don's progressing to facing hitters. Joe Musgrove just had what likely is his final rehab start, uh struck out eight in that one saw Wander Franco is um is playing Dh now due to some shoulder issue but I imagine that can't be something to keep him out too long. So yeah Stanton I think is the biggest thing from over the weekend injury wise but yeah I mean there there's as a matter of that it's just injury replacements are gonna be on the waiver wire so uh yeah let's get into those waiver wire targets
1: yeah I I mean speaking of Stanton real quick, I wondered if there was something up with him. I heard about how he got injured. It was on that one where he hit it and everybody thought it was just a monster fucking home run, but it hit off the wall. He thought it was a home run, so he didn't run. And then when he realized that it hit off the wall, he sprinted to first base and pulled his hamstring. Mm. Like the worst way to get to get fucking hurt. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to waiver wires, I think the first person that I want to highlight on the waiver wire for this week is Graham Ashcraft. Uh, criminally underowned in every platform at this point he should be 100 owned i hate using the success of other people on somebody's team as a reason for why they should be owned but i think nick lodolo and hunter green serve as examples for why that the pitching coaches and things out there in cincinnati may have figured something out and they're the same pitching coaches helping graham ashcraft moving him along the way he just had a big win this weekend he's currently two and oh 1-4-2 ERA with 17 strikeouts and 19 innings. His stuff plus numbers are through the roof. I think he has the fifth best stuff plus in baseball. He throws a 90 mile an hour sweeper which is ridiculous. I think Otani throws like a 78 mile an hour sweeper. Ashcraft throws a 90 mile an hour sweeper and he hits like 97-98 on the gun with his fastball which is absurd. He needs to be owned. He's only single start guy this week but that's fine. I think I think they're going to be on the road for his start, which helps him. I'm not a big fan of great great American ballparks. And Pittsburgh is his next start. yes, on uh, the 20th. What's that? Wednesday, Thursday.
0: Thursday, the 20th.
1: And Pittsburgh loves to swing and miss. They're like top five in baseball in strikeout rate. So Ashcraft is probably good for six. I'd say six comfortable innings, probably six, seven Ks. So he needs to be owned everywhere
0: yeah i mean we we, you brought him up last show as someone that's that's an option um i I don't really blake just opened a a very large glass (laughs) bottle on stream i've seen that i've seen some like mango nectar mango juice in those before i'm not sure if that's what you have banana juice banana juice of of course it's banana juice (laughs) Got to get the (laughs) potassium in there but yeah ashcraft we talked about him last show and you, you were much higher on him than I was, you know, after looking into his stuff more, after reading more stuff there. Yeah, Ashcraft should be rostered in more leagues. Is up to 75% in uh, Yahoo leagues, so I've missed out on him. But someone that is available, and he's in uh, 76% of Yahoo leagues, only rostered in 24%, I picked him up in, in one of my main leagues, is uh, Brad Keller, the Kansas City Royals. Should be a, a two-start pitcher coming up. Uh, starts against Texas on Tuesday. But Kansas City is off Thursday, so maybe they're going to skip him and he'll be two-star next week. Either way, he's off to a good start, uh, 16 strikeouts in 17 innings. He's going to be pitching against the Rangers on Tuesday. Uh, Just pitching against the Rangers in Texas, six and two-thirds. Got a win, seven strikeouts. Allowed one run there. So, yeah, Brad Keller's been a guy, you know, you never want to target anyone on the Royals, but he had – a decent start to his career past few seasons era over five he has been pretty poor but if you can ride ride this hot streak while you can here i think it's a decent pickup
1: i think it might just be more than just a hot streak though because kansas city was one of those teams that was like last to give in to the uh the computer nerds taking over baseball and they didn't want to deal with the analytics they didn't do any of that on uh, their new Oh gosh. What is it? Their new manager this year. He was like the bench coach in Tampa Bay last year. And they're obviously huge on analytics and using computers to get the best out of players. And it has made a massive impact on their pitching staff to begin with. And I think Brad Keller is just, he might just be good. Now he added a curveball this year. That is the second most thrown pitch. And it's got like a 40% whiff rate. Just about his fastball is hitting like 94, 95 miles an hour. He's got a good pitch mix, and he's getting a lot of swing and misses, which is not something that he was known for very much previously. So he could just be a new pitcher with a new pitch that's dominant this year.
0: Yeah, I'm pulling up his StatCast page now to see if there's anything anything different I, I can find quickly here. Um, his percentiles aren't great. Average velocity is, is 24th percentile. Hard hit rate, uh, 23rd percentile. So maybe he is just getting a bit lucky um what's his what's his babip here on Babip is a 238 better than 186 yeah I, I i don't know if he can go from being a era of five to an era of under three but for now it looks like
1: he's off to, a, off to a pretty good start i feel like somebody like brad keller you only really need him to be like if you get a brad keller that's got like a three five era and like around nine Ks per nine for the year like that's mm-hmm. a pretty that's a pretty good version of Brad Kelly. That's a good pitcher to pick up off waivers and kind of ride out for the year.
0: Yeah, the, the issue is though, like you're not gonna you're not gonna get wins from the Royals. That that that's the tough mm-hmm. part. That that's
1: although um, they were other... they were one of my over teams this year for their win total. I think it was like seventy two.
0: Yeah, I think there's a few other uh, two start options here. But before that, make sure you check out Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs are here. And what better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides NHL, NBA, and of course, MLB, dit, MLB, MLB games, they've also already got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million in prizes. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Another another two star pitcher here. I'm looking at uh, his, his second matchup is against the Dodgers, so maybe not too great. But he starts oh he starts today against the Oakland, so that's probably not not as good. Uh, <laughs> so but uh, was uh, Hayden Hayden was was Nesky for for the mm. Cubs? He hasn't got off to a good start, but I think against the Athletics, you know, maybe I might pick him up in this league and just start him tonight. But by the time this podcast is released, that game will probably be started. So, looking at some, uh, looking at some Tuesday pitchers here. I mean, yeah, Keller's going to be one of the best, best guys. Clark Schmidt is somebody that I, I streamed for his last start. Immediately dropped him. He, he's he's been <laughs> he's been very cold. Uh, Alex Wood though could be worth a look. Uh, mm-hmm. He went three innings and four and two thirds. Maybe he's finally building up to that five innings five inning threshold for him. But yeah, four and two thirds shutout innings against the Dodgers last start. Starts against Miami tomorrow, should get a a weekend start against the Mets uh, at home. So that could be a a guy to look for 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 a two-star pitcher.
1: Yeah, and uh, capitalizing on streaming, streaming has to be one of those things you're either all in on on or all the way out on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like in my home league, I'm all the way out on it. I just built like a really strong group of starters, and that's who I'm rocking with for the year. Uh, If you're going to be streaming, you have to dedicate probably two of your pitching positions for streaming. Like, just try and capitalize on the two starters. It is a little tough, especially in, like, a points league where, man, you stream somebody and they have a couple rough starts. Like, I'm streaming Wisniewski this week. If he comes out and has two games like he had last game, (laughs) oh, God, it's going to be a rough week. But... I mean, it can also work out in your favor. You have you have a guy that goes really well two straight starts, like Wisniewski, if he goes six shutout innings and then goes five innings of two-run ball and gets a win in both games, that's a really fucking good week from somebody like Wisneski, who has it in him to do it. I think he's been a little bit in, in his head as of late, uh, just kind of wanting to be good, so he's trying to force himself to be good instead of just calming down and pitching. So we'll see how it goes today against Oakland. They are a fairly light hitting team. But speaking of Oakland, one of my favorite uh, waiver wire guys this week uh, is Brent Rooker from Oakland. Uh, I went a little crazy in TGFBI yesterday, and I put a lot of money's worth of fab bids out there. Uh, Brent, Brent Rooker is one of the guys that I picked up for Oakland Plays in the outfield. He's kind of come out of nowhere and really getting a shot this year to produce. And he's killing it. I mean, I bought him for $22. I think I overbid. Nobody else bid on him, which surprised the hell out of me. So I probably could have got him for a decent amount cheaper. But I'm comfortable at $22. But right now, average exit velocity, ninety six percentile. Hard hit rate, ninety six percentile. XWOBA, 98th percentile. Expected batting average and slugging, 98th percentile. Barrel rate, 99th percentile. He's in the 67th in K-rate, 73rd in chase rate. He's making really good contact. Uh, he just went, uh, would go two for four on Sunday with his first double of the year. But he's also hitting 333 with four home runs and 11 RBIs. He's hitting in the heart of that lineup, which I don't know how Im- impressive it is to hit in the heart of the Oakland A's lineup. <laughs> but he has guys like Estieri Ruiz hitting in front of him uh when seth brown comes back whenever that is seth brown will probably hit in front of him so there's competent hitters there that could be on base when he comes up to bat so what we'll does have to see he is a guy like i mean he's been playing since 2020 playing he,
0: could be, he could be he could be a manessis type character here i mean that's what we're hoping for in 2017 his final college year had 23 home runs first professional year he had 18 home runs in 62 games last year triple a he had 28 home runs in 81 games so like he has the power he can hit triple a pitching it's just a matter of him hitting um hitting major league pitching and so far he's doing that i mean his exit velos are up so maybe do take advantage of of this hot streak here see if he can keep it going but it's still the athletics it's still Mm -hmm. even if they have ruiz and if they have brown back it's still the athletics he's he's gonna I think Manessis is probably my, my best comp for him right now. Manessis is a yeah. guy that is being dropped right now, but yeah, he, he can be a, a a late post 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 hype sleeper <laughs> at, at 28 years old. But yeah, may, may, maybe he's something there. He's definitely he was drafted in the in the, in the first round, 35th overall in 2017. Okay. So he has he has he has pedigree. So. Yeah, it, he may, might be more than just a diamond in the rough there. He might, might be someone to to pick up and, and keep on your team.
1: Yeah, somebody I'm looking for just to give me, uh, like in that league in TGFBI. I need a little boost in power. I'm not looking for him to hit over 300 for the year. I, I can keep those expectations tempered a little bit, but he does give me the vibe of somebody that could hit 20 to 25 home runs this year, especially if he keeps making this quality contact, which isn't really anything new for him. He's always kind of made quality contact he's just never really gotten a chance at the major league level so if he can get a, a, like 500 abs this year he he's a 20 to 25 home run guy he's a seth brown style guy he's a joy manessis in the second half last year maybe type of guy and so we'll just have to see how that shakes out if there was anywhere that he was gonna get 500 at bats it would be Oakland because there's not really anybody fighting for that spot with him but yeah he's He's owned as of last night, he was owned in like under 10% of fantasy leagues, So he's cheap enough right now that if you have somebody that you, you feel like just get rid of, he's worth at least a bench spot as an outfielder uh, and maybe ride the premier matchups for him and see how it goes.
0: Yeah. I want to go back to what you were saying before about, you know, you you have to plan on streaming. If you're going to stream like that, that has to be your plan. I, I was thinking for this episode, like, I mean this, what we're doing is right, but like, as a side topic you know this is the point in the season you know two weeks in three weeks in when you realize like okay this is what my team is this is what i need Mm -hmm. to do and this is what i what i have to kind of go go away from and that's something i realized after i we talked about the potential Schwarber trade i was making um on on last podcast i ended up getting Schwarber for zach gallon which i think is a pretty fair trade both sides Uh, i i obviously like getting getting there in that deal but now i have like I have Judge, I have Schwarber, I have Tatis coming back. Ooh. I have uh Ilar Jimenez back healthy now, Lars Nupar back healthy. So like I've gone from needing outfield to almost have having like a a wealth there as long as everyone's healthy. But uh, on the pitching side, it's more on that side because like I'm that, that's like where I, I have Minter, I have Iglesias for the Braves, Braves uh handcuff there. I have Estevez and Kiata and for for the Angels. I have fucking Fulmer, think about picking up Boxberger and um, Mark Letter Junior. has been a great reliever for them out of the bullpen. I could see him him taking over the closer role, but yeah, it's figuring out like what your team is. I, I think having one or two stop spots to to stream from. I think one's good enough as long as you're comfortable keeping that guy on your roster if he has a good start. You you can't drop him if you yeah. someone that someone that could end up being like a, a midseason pickup that you just keep till the end of the year. So yeah, th- this is one you have to kind of. Look at your roster. See, I, I'm I'm holding on to uh, Yoshida a little bit, probably too long here. He, he's off to a slow start, but I don't want to give up on him yet. But this is when you look at your roster. Be like, okay, do I need to make a two for one trade? Do I need to trade one person for two people?
1: Like mm-hmm. try,
0: try to maximize what you can do with after a few weeks of kind of setting the table a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, hold on alex says ellie de la cruz is a must start once he gets called up i agree because he is an absolute fucking monster who knows when that'll happen i think he started the year injured uh but the reds aren't really offering much in the way of stopping him mm-hmm. from getting playing time once they deem him worthy because it's not Spencer steer at third base sucks i don't even know who they have at third base steer has been hot
0: has he I mean, I mean, they scored a month. They scored a bunch of rounds against the Phillies the other days. So that maybe no, no. That's probably why. <laughs> you see, he's 320s, bunch of steer. Okay, 320
1: with no power, two home runs. Eh, no power. Uh, but yeah, the, I I think Ellie when Ellie gets called up when the time comes, he's yeah. definitely going to uh, going to be an absolute machine. Who knows mm-hmm. what his batting average will be, but he'll hit a ton of bombs. Uh, but with the streaming pitching thing, yeah, I I think at least one is good. One is good, but you got, like you said, you got to be open to keeping that person on your team. Uh, I like the two option because then you do have the ability to where if one of the streamers you pick up does end up being somebody where you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, shit, he's like worth. Like Graham Ashcraft at the end of last year was a a machine. Nick Lodolo in the middle of last year. When you pick somebody up like that and you're like, oh, shit, they might actually be good and not worth dropping. then you still have one slot available for streaming for the year moving forward uh anthony Rodarte says what are some good catchers out there for 12 team points leagues um i still believe in gabriel moreno i know he's gotten off to a slow start but he's a good one tyler stevenson is a good one uh do you have any off the uh, top of your head
0: shay Langlier is being picked up in a lot of uh yahoo leagues there he's do- hit him pretty well over his last uh last two games two two starts he was a uh, five for nine with the home run for rbis against the mets there so maybe maybe look at him, um, Sean Murphy. If he was dropped early on, he's been on a tear recently. Just an absolute mm-hmm. power tear. I'm trying to see who else is available in my uh, my my 12 team link here. I just just recently dropped uh, Logan Ohapi to uh, go with no catcher. He's he just wasn't playing every day, and he's a uh, three for his last what's that 12 6, 14 there. So I think he could be an option. Uh, and, and you called out Elias Diaz a few shows ago. He's been yep. he's been pretty hot pretty hot since then.
1: Same with Jonah Heim, not to just fucking mm-hmm. blast you with a ton of different options. But yeah, Jonah Heim as well in Texas after a good start hitting 289 with a couple home runs. And that's a good lineup too, so even though I think he's hitting towards the bottom of the lineup, still a chance to score a decent amount of runs out there. But yeah. It's a few other names and we love you guys' questions, so just keep throwing them out there. We'd love to answer them throughout the show. Uh yeah. another um, guy Before we move
0: on here, uh, we are brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store in honor of the NBA playoffs. From now until the end of April, get 10% off anything in the SGPN Merch Store when you use promo code SGPNBA. So head over to store.sportsgallinpodcast.com and use the promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything. we got some uh, great baseball money, fake shirts, and hats in there. So make sure you get over to the Sports Gallery Podcast store and check those out.
1: Uh, I have a few more random uh, waiver wire targets to put out there. Keep them
0: coming. Quick fire. Uh,
1: One would be Mauricio Dubon, who all of a sudden, out of absolute fucking nowhere, is hitting lead off for the Astros. And not only is he hitting lead off for the Astros, he's doing well hitting lead off for the Astros. Uh, He was one for five today, but he was two for five before that. One for four, two for five, one for three, three for five, two for four, two for four. So the thing is with Cubon, he has no power and he also has no speed. So th- that is that is where the problem lies. Uh, but he does a decent job of getting on base
0: uh, and I on know base. last year.
1: Yeah, he gets on base last year. He cut his K rate down to 11 percent. I think this year is at like 13 percent as of uh, yesterday uh, Saturday. I think it was like 13 percent or something. So low K rate gets on base at the top of one of the most powerful lineups in baseball. So he's going to score runs in bunches. And I think as a Saturday or yesterday he was owned in like it was like four percent of leagues. Like Bryson Stott low when we S- talked S- about Bryson Stott last 16% week,
0: sixteen percent
1: on a uh, Yahoo. It's climbing.
0: Yeah, but uh, and yeah, another. I mean, he's batting leadoff because Chaz McCormick has been out for a, a few days here due to some blurred vision which seems not great for a uh, a baseball player but Chas McCormick was someone that was being uh, picked up pretty pretty quickly as well he had a five game hit streak in there with a 2 for 4, 2 for 5, the home run so yeah i think I, I imagine if he comes back he'll probably take over that leadoff spot but for now dubon second base shortstop outfield eligibility we love we love having that here so yeah dubon's mm-hmm. a, a great call out there
1: uh, and another one would be Harold Ramirez for Tampa Bay. It feels like everybody on Tampa Bay is just good this year. He's another guy that as of this weekend, I think he was like 12% owned or 10% owned. something 16 right on Yahoo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have a ton of power in previous years. So I'm not sure how to feel about his power this year. He hit six home runs in 121 games last year, uh, but he hit he hit 300. So like he, he's always had the ability to to get on base and hit for a high average. Got three home runs already this year, and he hasn't changed a lot with his swing. So I'm going to have to see how that plays out. He does have a higher launch angle, 12 degrees instead of five, but his barrel rate and average activity load, not, none of that's really – changed a whole lot so yeah and
0: and that power has been coming down he hasn't homered since april 9th i mean he's still hitting for average three for four two for four one for four but yeah expect to see more more of the average there he's hitting sixth fifth third in, in that great raise lineup
1: i'm trying to get baited into talking about Kelnick again <laughs> alex said Kelnick during the seat or Kelnick ending the season with a 205 average and less than 15 home runs you and me both know that's a lie (laughs) that is my brother just to throw that out there that is why he is trying to bait me into talking about kelnick but yeah harold ramirez is a good one because i think that is a lineup that is just going to be good all year they're they're like the small ball rays of the world series years but they actually have some boppers in like brandon Lowe, your boy yeah yeah, uh, I I think he's homered once since our last episode talking about him, which I mean that's still one more home run than he had before. Uh but they got Brandon Lowe, uh Josh Lowe. Lowe. Some of them say Lowe. It could be Josh Lowe. Josh Lowe, Josh Lau. That uh, same thing. Uh he had a good weekend. But yeah, they're putting up a ton of a ton of runs and just playing in that lineup at this point is beneficial in fantasy because they're getting you some kind of counting stats along the way.
0: Yeah, one other waiver wire guy here that I I recently dropped, and he has since gone on a three-game home run streak <laughs> is uh, Patrick Wisdom, first baseman, base, uh, third base outfielder go. for the Cubs. He's he's shown good power before. He has three games coming up against Oakland, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So if he's available, he's rostered in fifty-six percent of Yahoo leagues. Definitely uh, look look his way. Even though you, you may have may have missed his hot streak, maybe he'll he'll stay hot over the next week or so. But three straight home runs, you, you can't go. You, you can't expect that to continue too long. But uh, yeah, you got any, anyone else here before we move over to some of these uh, top prospects being called up?
1: Uh, speaking of three home run streaks, Jake Berger, same thing. I picked him up in TGFBI mm-hmm. as well. I got him for, I think, $12, three straight home runs. He's uh, who knows how long he's going to be playing because he's up for Juan Moncada with the back issue, but Moncada doesn't sound like he's going to be out for very long. So Jake Berger's just a temporary fill in, but the power is there. So he's the definition of a get him while he's hot and then just hope he's hot enough that they find a way to keep him in the lineup moving forward. But who knows, but the power's real. He's always, he's always hit the ball. Well, so he's a fun one. Oh, here we go. Here's a good segue into our, uh, our prospects. Yeah. Uh, Anthony again said, how good will Brett Beatty be? Is he a keeper for rest of season? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Uh, he's really damn good. I think he's got like five home runs in nine games or something at the triple league level this year or triple, Yeah. Triple league, triple a level this year. Uh, he makes really hard contact. He gets on base at a pretty solid clip and he doesn't strike out a ton. So seeing how that's going to translate to the major league level is going to be the key. Because there is a lot of guys like that. My boy Kellenic was like that for for some years. I had to sneak that in there. Uh, But he is a keeper for the rest of the season. It would depend on league size. I think like a 10-team league, I I might be hesitant to add him. Even a a 12-team, depending on who you're dropping, I might be hesitant. So we'll have to see. But.
0: I'd he's probably good. pick him up in a twelve-team league unless your team is stacked with hitters. I think he's worth picking up. I'm not sure where he's going to be be batting in that lineup yet. Uh, they play the Dodgers tonight, so their lineup is not not released yet. But but yeah, I mean they they had the worst production out of third base in the league. That's going to be his his role there. He's been mm. absolutely on fire in the minor leagues. He was on fire in the minor leagues last year. He homered in two straight games and three of his last four before being called up. Two for three, three for four, oh for four, three for five. But yeah. But the thing is, he got called up last year. So there is a reason to to have some pause there. He got called up last year, hit 184 in uh 38 at bats, did have two home runs, so he did have some of that power there in eleven games. I think now he's coming up. The the Mets are on a winning streak, and he's coming up just to, you know, add a bat to that lineup. So I would definitely pick him up if he's available in, in your league.
1: Oh, yeah. He said, I dropped McCormick for Beatty. That I love. I'm fully on board Mm -hmm. with that. That's a good move uh, because much like what we've talked about a few times with the San Diego pitchers, how they could kind of just back their way into 10 or 12 wins pretty easily. Beatty's going into a lineup that he could kind of back his way into like 80 RBIs and 80 runs because he's probably going to get a decently predominant spot in that lineup. He's probably going to hit like sixth, somewhere around there, sixth or seventh. They got plenty of hitters that are going to be on base in front of him. So he has all the intangibles to be really good. It's just going to be like any other prospect. We got to see how it pans out. But the way he started this year, five home runs, 15 RBIs in nine games. Brett Beatty is just so good. The, I agree. You have to you have to have him in 12 or bigger leagues. 10. 10 is iffy. See how it pans out. Somebody probably panic picked him up, but 12 and above for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, Absolutely. Ten, ten if, if you don't want to have the FOMO, sure, pick him up, see how he does in his first few games. But, I mean, yeah, that's got to be. Um, 12th team league or bigger, I would definitely pick him up, like I said, unless you're stacked in the lineup there. Um, You want to talk about about Zach Nino next for, for the Angels here? You want to answer this uh, question in the chat?
1: Uh, I'll quickly answer the question in the chat. Um, Edgar Cuero, it's going to be probably – a year or two before he becomes an option. So, if it's like a dynasty league, he's probably worth a stash because he does everything, got some power, hits for a good average. Uh, but they have Logan O'Happy there in Los Angeles, and I think he is who they want to be the long term answer. So, it's going to take an O'Happy serious injury or Cuero getting traded before he gets an opportunity to produce in fantasy. But Zach Nito, absolutely. I would love to talk about Zach Nito. Uh, He did get called up. He has played three games at the major league level today. If you can, if you count today, yes, I did spend way too fucking much money of my fab budget on him (laughs) on Sunday. Uh, I think I spent $219 of my $1,000 on him. So I'm all in on the Nito train. Uh, But the thing that always catches my eye is he has very good. He has a very good hit tool, which cannot be stated enough. One of the things that seems to translate the least from the minor league to the major league level is that hit tool. So if you have a guy that has all the power in the world, like a triple A, like a Brett Beatty and gets called up to the major league level, their, their contact and their hitting can lag behind kind of everything else. And that's why you'll see like Brett Beatty last year when he hit, 180 but he had the power with the two home runs in 11 games nito has the contact ability and the hitting tool for his high i mean he didn't play that many games at the minor league level so it yeah. makes it kind of weird to say but he was a he was a college guy he wasn't a, a high school guy that just played a few games he was the first round pick last year in 2022 I think he's worth a pickup in every league just for the fact that he is hitting leadoff for the angels, which is a lot cooler than hitting like in the middle of the Oakland athletics lineup. Like we talked about earlier, but like when everybody's healthy and everybody is out there, their lineup is going to go like Zach Nito. And then behind him is going to be Taylor Ward, Shohei Otani, Mike Trout and fucking Hunter Renfro like hitting behind him. So all he's got to do is get on base and he's relevant and he has the speed. Who he really reminds me of is like a Jeff McNeil with slightly more power. Jeff McNeil. If Jeff McNeil could hit 20 home runs on like a consistent basis, he reminds me of somebody like that. And I think he's worth, I like him. God, I hate to say, it. I like him more than Brett Beatty that's, for the that's, rest of the year. That's a bit of a stretch, I think. But it's, well, I mean, especially with all the, the injuries to shortstops and stuff that are happening right now, it is stacked as shortstop was coming into the year. It's not that stacked anymore. And yeah, I, I think he's going to be that good, even though, I mean, he got his first hit today. Got a hit, scored a run in that weird game that was delayed for like two hours. But yeah, I, I mm-hmm. love me some Zach Nito.
0: Yeah, you brought up the two things that make me like him and make me dislike him. I obviously like him because <laughs> he's hitting leadoff atop the Angels lineup, but maybe he he won't. He, used to, he hit eighth, and then past two games, he hit leadoff. He's got his first hit. He's now one for thirteen. You know, if he goes over four in his next few games, maybe he he's not going to keep that leadoff spot, especially with Taylor Ward there. He could be a a good average hitter. But what concerns me with him is just his lack of professional baseball experience. He was a college guy, first round pick. He did play some in the minors last year. Obviously played some in the minors this year as well. But uh, just two hundred and one played appearances in the in the minor leagues. Like that's what's always seen. Sure, he's hitting three twenty two, eight home runs in forty four games. That's great. He has the tools. But I, I, this is more of a where I need to see it before I believe it. Where Beatty's been hitting triple a pitching for a few years now and he's i think Beatty. i mean position scarcity maybe goes to shortstop but but Beatty would be clearly my choice if it was uh between him and nito also much mm. sure if we talked about um did we talk about ron grissom getting caught up last show because he's been he's not he was caught up i on don't the think 14, we did. so i don't think he was caught up in time i think there was speculation about it mm-hmm. but but yeah he, he's uh got a hit in all three games so far he is four for thirteen, hitting, hitting three hundred eight. I think Grissom playing second base. He's second base eligibility. He's playing shortstop for the Braves. so he will get that, I think. I mean, Grissom is going to also rostered in seventy percent of the leagues. Probably not available. But yeah. if if Grissom is available, I, I'd go pick him up.
1: Grissom is also somebody I think I had in my top ten shortstops for my preseason rankings before he got sent down. I think I had him. God, I don't even remember. It's been so long since I looked at my rankings. I think I had him like ninth or something. Ninth or 10th or 11th, somewhere around there, just because he, I think he is that good. I, I don't think last year was a fluke. He definitely cooled down at the end of the year, but I think he played 45 games. He hit 290 with five home runs, five stolen bases. You extrapolate that out over a year. That's a 2020 season hitting almost 300 in another powerful lineup. So I love that he's called up. I think he's here to stay. Orlando Arcea was good he was somebody that we liked there for a couple weeks on the show as a, a kind of a waiver wire steal but I I hate seeing a guy lose his job because of injury but I think this is technically Von Grissom's job all along mm-hmm. they were just waiting to let him get called back up but I love that uh, I, I wasn't lucky enough to get him in many of my leagues I have him in two of my seven leagues so I'm happy that he is finally called up I wish I had him in TGFBI I've Thinking about that league a lot lately because man, I'm 35th. Like, I know it's still early, but I'm 35th. All my preseason, like, research and shit is looking good and it's paying off. I needed to get a couple of the pitchers that I wanted in my uh, my fab results yesterday, but I got outbid on every single one of them. Which Oof. I got all the hitters, but I wanted pitchers more, and I didn't get any of the pitchers. Next should time, have,
0: should have bid 200 on some pitchers then.
1: God, I should have. I bid, I bid uh, uh 145 on Dre Jameson last week. And the next closest bid was like 40. And I got called out by my editor at Fantasy Pros on Twitter for it because he's in my TGFBI league. He's like, an overpay of the week goes to Blake Meyer for Dre Jameson. Like, you know what?
0: I'm surprised he hasn't done that, done that with uh, with Nito this week. I expected they, it, to maybe, be honest.
1: Telling, yeah. <laughs> I expected it. Uh, and also, uh, Taj Bradley got called back up today. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. I didn't mention that before the show, but yeah, he got uh, called back up. Uh, I think he might be here to stay for a while because they do have so many injuries at the mm. pitching position that, that there's no real reason to send him down. Now, Jeffrey Springs is going to be out two months. Yeah. So, yeah, Taj Bradley's here to stay. He looks like the real deal. That first start he had was excellent. Like, he went five innings, gave up three earned runs, but I think he was like four innings and no earned runs to start and then unraveled a little bit in the fifth. So, yeah, he's somebody, if you can get your hands on him still, he's worth it. If you can't, I'm not surprised just because he was very talked about. He did a little up and down between the majors and the minors there for a minute. But, yeah, I think he is a guy as well that you should be targeting. And that's all I've really got for for like waiver wire guys and stuff.
0: Yeah, I got Bradley in my keeper league. He's only rostered in 32% of Yahoo League, so should still be out there for – you guys on Yahoo leagues. He's starting in Cincinnati on Tuesday, which is isn't a, a great ballpark to, to play in there. But yeah, the Rays are just absolutely on fire, and you know anyone in that rotation should be able to get get a handful of wins throughout throughout the uh, throughout the
1: month for you. Yeah, they seem to have the magic touch when it comes to to pitching. Mm-hmm. Uh, but outside of that, I just wanted to highlight a couple of we did this last Monday as well. I wanted to highlight a couple of my favorite performances from under owned guys from over the weekend weird sentence to say when i say it out loud uh first couple of phillies uh this weekend brandon marsh i think it was sunday went four for six with a double he's tearing the absolute cover off the ball i think he's hitting like 360 now the phillies really found something in his swing last year they got him to turn it up a notch And now here he is this year just picking up where he left off and bryson stott three for seven with a home run which we love to see. That's kind of the only thing he hadn't done yet this year was hit a home run. So,
0: Yeah, he, he's sticking that leadoff spot. He had a leadoff, leadoff home run, and that 14-3 win, win on Sunday. Yes, yeah, he still has his hitting streak going, has, has not had a game without a hit yet, so uh, hopefully he can keep that up. Hopefully you guys got in on him before everyone else did.
1: Yeah, he was one I was iffy on, because I didn't know how long he could keep it up for, but, man, he just keeps going. And I, mm-hmm. if he's still available in your league, I think he's worth it. Uh, JD Davis is an interesting one. He went two for four this weekend with the home run and three RBIs. He has always hit for power every year. He has a super high barrel rate. If you've been listening to the show since the beginning, you know, I love a good fucking barrel rate. Always had a good barrel rate. Uh, He's really getting a chance in San Diego to show off a little bit this year. And I mean, it's going well. So two for four home run three RBIs. He's another guy. If he's available uh, on your waivers, I think he's worth a spot for now. Because if he's going to get consistent at-bats, that does seem to be one of his downfalls. He doesn't always get consistent at-bats. So if he can get that, he'll be good to go. I talked about Andrew Vaughn and his three straight games with the home run. George Shella, though. Guy. base eligible. Hit a grand slam this weekend. Playing for the Angels. Five RBIs. He's off to a hot start as well. I know he's pretty solid out there in New York. He wasn't like the craziest player. He doesn't have the most power in the world, but. He's an interesting pickup, especially playing at that uh, very thin second base spot. Especially if you're in a league that has like second base, second base, and like corner and middle infield spots, he's definitely worth a look. And the last one, the Philly killer himself, Will Myers. Mm. This weekend, I would like to point out before I say it, we have been very high on Will Myers for like four months now.
0: I I I haven't.
1: Yeah, that's been all you. I was trying to rope you in with me. I mean, I've been I'm, very high I, on Will Myers. I'm,
0: I'm not buying into Will Myers still. He's still <laughs> hitting 259, still only has two home runs in, in that one game against the Phillies. That's all yeah, he game. showed
1: up in that game four for five, a double, two home runs, mm-hmm. five RBIs, killed it. I do think my whole thing in the offseason was I thought, I never thought he was going to hit for average. I thought about 250 was what he could do, but I think he was a legitimate 30 home run threat if he plays the whole year in Great American Ballpark. He does kind of give me a roll to Chapman vibes where I think it was a little handshake deal where just let me come here and show out for a few months and you could trade me at the deadline and get something useful for me. So he might be on the move, but he killed it this weekend. He is still widely available in a lot of leagues. So if you want to stream an outfielder, I think he has first base eligibility as well. Mm-hmm. You want to stream him just at it weeks where he plays a whole lot of home games. Be my guest, because I don't think it's a stupid idea. I think he's going to hit a lot of home runs this year, and that game against the Phillies proved it.
0: Yeah, I mean, he definitely still has has some power. First, some runs off Matt Stram, a lefty, who he he definitely kills lefties, and then second one was off Andrew Bellotti who's not really a great reliever. Yeah, he, he's hit for 30 home runs, 28 home runs in San Diego before. So, I mean, in, in deeper leagues, might be worth a look for for outfield there.
1: Yep. Yeah, outside of that, uh, just want to make sure everybody again knows that we do have that contest going on. Uh, you can find it again pinned on our Twitter, right at the top. Uh, you get one entry for subscribing to the YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube right now, hit the subscribe button. I've never actually said those words. It says it sounds weird, but yeah, hit the subscribe button. That's one entry. Five star rating on Spotify. That's the second entry. Five star rating review on. Apple Podcast. That's a third entry. And you just enter them into our little uh link that we have on the the tweet. It's not a scam thing, I promise. It's literally just your name and just your name. You gotta put your name, your email address so that I can get a hold of the winner and the screenshots of proof for that you entered. Just enter them in there. It runs till the 27th, the day of the NFL draft. Weird coincidence. We didn't plan it that way. But wow. on that uh Thursday episode, we will reveal the winner live. And you want to cuss a free custom MLB jersey of your choosing from MLB shop.com. So it's like a real like stitched nice jersey. It's not it's not some cheapy one that we're doing. Like it's like a real like $200 jersey. So real deal.
0: Yeah. yeah make sure you get on that. Leave us a five star rating and review on Spotify and Apple to make sure you get those entries. And yeah, it's, it's just a, it's not even a contest. So you, you don't have to do anything. You just got to do those things. Yeah. Enter and, and we're giving away. Uh, a jersey and i think do we have second and third place prizes is like gift cards or something i think we have something there we, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out
1: yeah well i want yeah that was that's a good point because i meant to mention that on the show today too we are gonna have a uh, little giveaway things for second and third place in the drawing as well so there is a lot of a lot of good stuff to to get your hands on just make sure you do that uh but and follow us on twitter at fake baseball on youtube at fake baseball money we're everywhere
0: yeah make sure you follow us everywhere i'm doing some good video editing with the clips there and yeah make sure you (laughs) follow us and make sure you are subscribed and turn on that auto download too and make sure you get the episodes in your feed as
1: soon as they are released yeah and you can follow me on twitter at balake b-u-h-h-l-o-c-k-a-y-e and you can follow me on
0: twitter at r gilbert s-o-p and we'll catch you guys next time See ya.